And welcome to another episode of Dead Air, a horror podcast. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind everyone to please check out the description of this episode on wherever you're listening from, be it Apple Podcasts or Deezer or Spotify. Check out the episode description and use the affiliate links that we have there so that you can keep this podcast up and running. And also please follow us on our social media. So we do have a Facebook group that you can be a part of. So if you want to talk about horror shows and horror movies, please join our Facebook group, Dead Air, a horror podcast. We have a page of the same name and we also have an Instagram that you can directly message if you have any questions or any suggestions for the podcast. Just let us know over there at Dead Air Pod. So today is a really exciting episode for all of us because we have a special guest from a different time zone and that's not <laughs> that's not common so different time zones for this guest uh, you may remember him from college humor he's a comedian writer director and actor and he had movies called scare me and werewolves within and yes. two movies that are coming up and streaming on shutter a wounded fawn and blood relatives everybody let's welcome josh rubin hello josh welcome to our podcast hello good morning and good evening yes <laughs> So happy to have you here. And um, I know that you're going to be talking about your two movies in just a bit. But I was also told that you accepted 50 podcast invitations. (laughs) I I want to ask about that. So first of all, first of all, thank you. And also (laughs) why? Uh, I mean, look, these are independent films and you you have to go on a bit of an independent press tour to get the word out there. And what's crazy is I'm noticing just as much, if not more traction from doing, you know, shows of really uh, a a gorilla size, independent size um, than I would if it was like a variety article or Hollywood news or some sort of, um, you know, standard press tour Um, because the output is several times a day now people will often i've you know done probably i want to say 15 or 20 at this point i'm pretty much halfway done and uh those episodes come up sometimes the next day two days after i do them and then you're constantly outputting and then their audiences are saying if they hadn't heard of my previous work looking at my previous work or you know checking out shutter which is great um so uh that's why i did it i am actually kind of surprised it just pretty much capped at 50 uh, which is plenty but what (laughs) what i'm amazed at is that Across the board, the, all the questions have been so thoughtful and insightful, and um, uh, there really hasn't been too much overlap. And it's been great when there is overlap because that's what happens on a standard press, you know, press mm-hmm. tour anyway. You answer, you know, similar questions. But uh, um, uh, yeah, it's been really cool, mainly just to meet people too in the community and, and get mm-hmm. to know, you know, different folks and uh, get to get a sense of their interview styles and such. Okay, I'm. I am quickly deleting questions that might have an overlap. No, you no, do not just, need to delete. No, you don't need I'm to it, it can be favorite favorite color. It could be pant size, shoe size. Then later, you're gonna hear Chris say things like, "Oh, so what's your zodiac sign?" Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll see. That's great. I haven't been asked that yet. Cancer. So June 30th. Very sensitive. Hey, oh, hey, 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 too. See? Nice. Yeah. 
Whoa! Oh my god, water sign, water sign world. Ah, you're aware. Are you that into it that you know your rising and your moon? I am. Yeah, I oh, think wow. I'm. A, mm. I think I'm a Scorpio rising and a Pisces moon. It's a lot of lot of water. A lot of water. Mm. I know. Yeah. Um, for the uninitiated, what does that mean? Uh, it just means I'm a sensitive mama's boy. That's it. Just, you know, uh, yeah. That's pretty, I love the uh, self awareness. Pretty much a good recap yeah. of that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Feed me, put me in a warm blanket, and then you know, yes, turn on you know Evil Dead too. But uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> love it. Okay, so um, um, so yeah, so so this came about. I, I just want to give a little context for for everyone mm-hmm. who's listening. From most of our listeners, obviously, are from the Philippines. Um, so, so Josh uh, gave out a blanket invite on Twitter, saying that he wanted to talk about his uh, two new movies on Shutter that are currently streaming right now. Um, again, if you have a VPN, you can access Shutter from here. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, he he accepted a whole bunch of interviews. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, we won't repeat a lot of the questions that he's been experiencing for the past few weeks. Uh, but yeah, so, so here's, 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 here's where we are right now. Um, should we talk about, uh, maybe we should talk about. I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. Oh, yes, please go ahead. Question. So, um, you started out as a comedian, of course, and then you ventured into horror and we've had a lot of guests here kind of debate what horror is for them. So, uh, some people say that, you know, horror is psychological or some some say mm. it's only the supernatural or like slasher films are not horror films because it's not supernatural things like that so we know that horror is a little subjective what is it to you i mean wow i i i uh i don't well that, that's the great thing that i love about horror is that there isn't one kind and it's a genre mm-hmm. that you can apply to all of the other genres i was just saying this the other day you make a family film like i just did blood relatives it's <laughs> literally a father-daughter story but we add the horror element to it there's also a vampire story and it's also mm-hmm. got you know blood and guts but you can apply it to a family story you can apply horror to adventure you can apply horror to comedy but i mean horror to me is taking any relatable um issue especially based in human need desire um or vulnerability especially mm-hmm. fear and just turning it up and manifesting that fear through a creature, through a supernatural entity, really through, it could be through anything. It could be through, I mean, they made a movie about a killer tire, um, I think called Rubber at some point. I mean, truly you could, you can, you can turn it up and and create allegory out of it, out of, um, out of anything and and, and make it horror. So for me, it's quite, it's quite broad. Um, I think when it's most effective is when there's a proper allegory there and you really are saying something without it being like an on the nose message or at least saying right. like oh this this feels like i don't know it comments on the other it comments yeah. on you know my high school experience it, it um uh it's just something that rings true to an actual human need emotion um or vulnerability sure you know what um because because we do yeah that's a great question from from Aaron because we do ask, ask this a lot of our guests and out of that we we have come up with our own definition which is basically it's it's really for us it's it's, it's really whatever horrifies you and it's so broad but it yeah. really it, mm-hmm. it it's so different for every person um we have had a guest come on and choose the film irreversible irreversible 
Mm. Um, and that's her definition of of horror. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, right? I mean, it's horrifying. It's it's yeah. technically yeah. no one would probably list that under you know the genre, but but it's, for her, it was absolutely terrifying. So yeah. so yeah. So so for us, we have same thing. It's it's very broad. It's whatever is horrifying to you. That that's mm-hmm. that's what it is. And it truly can be can be anything and everything. And that's what's so great about the genre and why the community is so big, mm-hmm. uh, because you're you can apply so much fantasy to it, and there's so much originality to be had. Um, and it's also the tricky thing, especially as a filmmaker venturing into, you know, what I'm hoping will be a lifelong career of it, mm-hmm. or at least in part that that's a genre I, I will continue exploring. There's so much that's been done. And so it's, um, you know, everybody right now is talking about Barbarian, which I don't know if it's out in the Philippines, but it's a big movie that hit it is. here in America. And um, it's because that is one of the more fresh um, kind of, yeah. say, yeah, takes and executions of a, of a horror film. And now mm-hmm. we're all, it's, it's kind of great because our sensibilities are sort of so complex and yet we're ready to take even broader more um more interesting swings i think in the genre and we're you know the, there's actually commercial viability there which is exciting mm-hmm. what is barbarian sorry i don't know what that is it's my top three of, of yeah. the year yeah it's many uh, things chris it's, you know everything horror what is barbarian <laughs> can you please I'm sure I, other listeners cannot, don't know too so wait, you cannot no, define no, yeah. barbarian no it, I, I still have to see it and I think it it's better to come in blind, Aaron. Yeah. It's come on, it's on blind. Disney. Don't watch any of the yeah, trailers. Yeah. Don't read yeah. anything about it. Just just be surprised because there is also I mean the, the trailer. The trailer will tell you that it's will make you think that it's one thing, which is a girl mm. goes into a house with a mysterious man who may not turn out to be something yeah. he says he is. And then there appears to be something in the basement. There appears to be people being yeah. dragged into the darkness by something and yet you you don't quite know what's going on so that's that's i think how we all are lured into barbarian yeah. like, oh okay yeah. it's it's a mm. it's kind of a spooky house movie and that's yeah. like oh there's so much more yeah in our territory it's, it's so in different. disney plus aaron so it's on my yes you can watch yeah. it anytime you'll love it i'm telling you yeah. i promise you it's on yeah. my to watch list all yeah right. aaron is a big fan of uh you know the 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 crowd pleasing scares. So yes, this is the movie for yeah. for her. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. for sure. Um, since you brought up Barbarian, Josh, um, twenty twenty two has been excellent year for horror. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. um, there have mm-hmm. been so many standouts of uh, like really, really mm-hmm. or, well, a lot of like reboots, a lot of like uh, we we got we got a new Scream, we got a new Hellraiser, we got a new you know, uh, but but then like a lot of original stuff came out. Um, do you have a favorite this year? You brought up Barbarian, but I dug Barbarian quite a bit. But my favorite, I think, was um, there's a film called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes, that, yes. That so good. Out by, so yeah, an A twenty four film. Just a, a basically a largely women ensemble, women led film. Helena Rain, who's the filmmaker, um, really, really funny and really kind of brutal and skewering, mm-hmm. especially of. Uh, you know, the younger, slightly younger generation of, of which I'm no longer really a part of, but it, it was, you know, like the TikTok generation. And, Girl, um, TikTok, though. 
privilege. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I am a, I'm but like the ones who like really know how to use it um and value it to the point where like sort of like drives their social life. That one I really really dug. There was another film I saw at a film festival here that actually that was made I think last year but but it's going to and played festivals in 2022 but it's going to be a 2023 release written by the creator of Scream, Kevin Williamson, and it's called Ooh, Sick. I heard I heard it's Sick great. is so, so fucking oh, good. It, it's, it is it's so great. good. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's I cannot great. wait. I cannot yeah. wait for that. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's actually like a fantastic slasher. Like, it, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But um, but yeah, I'd say Bodies probably my my favorite this year. I mean, Barbarian was, was great too, but I think mm-hmm. Bodies is my, okay. my first love. I have a question, Chris, if I can. Sure. Josh, you like mixing up, you know, I, it's obvious from... The films you make and the films you star in that you you know you're you're into horror but not just horror you're also in for mixing other stuff up mm-hmm. were there anything like uh, any past movies that sort of influenced your choices for your filmmaking or anything that influenced your own taste in films also from the past like yeah Oh yeah. my gosh oh so I cut you off at the end there um no, it's get, fine. What you from the past well um yeah. I mean, initially, I th- what I just realized recently is that I'm I'm very uh, influenced by the look and style of early Barry Sonnenfeld, who Whoa. did like Adam's Family, <laughs> um, and like early Coen Brothers. Like he shot, I believe, Blood Simple, um, and mm-hmm. he came out of that camp with the Coen Brothers and Sam Raimi. So there's something about Barry Sonnenfeld at the heart that feels very. Wow. Kind of weirdly, very Raimi. I think they all sort of learned yeah. from each other, or like mm-hmm. I, I don't know who it was. It may have been Ra- Raimi, kind of picking up from Barry Sonnenfeld and then kind of running with that, vice versa. But at least visually and pacing wise, I really enjoyed that, just in terms of like comedy and mm-hmm. style. And then there were films like Tremors uh, and right. Clue, um, and uh, and then eventually, I mean, you could say kind of you know all the all the. St- the standbys jaws and 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 um and nightmare on elm street cool. but um mm-hmm. i'm realizing that uh that early early sonnenfeld certainly early coen brothers really really influenced me if not you know the work of uh cartoons that kept me laughing looney tunes and stuff i don't know it's just the universal stuff <laughs> I uh, that that's so funny. I I I did a bit of reading before this this call. Um, I I see a lot of people comparing um werewolves within to kind of like Fargo. Is is a Fargo yeah. creature feature? That's how I pitched it to the actors. Like when they, mm. you know, because I was a I was a first time filmmaker to many of them. Not many of them had seen Scare Me. Some of them did. And how I pitched those actors, you know, it's like, look, I'm, I want to, I want to make Fargo by way of Amblin. I want to make like a Fargo <laughs> Amblin movie. And like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I think what ended up happening was we skewered even more sort of buoyant because when you cast an actor like Sam Richardson, who's so funny and so, so funny. just yeah. so bright and wonderful. Your ensemble, your lead, especially, changes the whole tone of the of the film. So mm-hmm. I would have, I imagined it sort of darker and even a little more esoteric. But then Sam came in and really brightened up the whole thing, uh-huh. and that affected truly. I mean, it affected the edit. It affected the heart of the film. I mean, like Sam has this almost like Tom Hanks like ability about him that I think affected the the, the heart it. of it and yeah. kind of brought that out. Where I think I probably. 
imagined it a little more nihilistic. And I think even Mishna, who wrote the film, mm-hmm. th- saw that just a little bit, just like, mm-hmm. you know, was influenced more by the thing and among us. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, oh, what's the, uh, uh, the thing and among us and, and like clue. And I yeah. think, um, and I certainly wanted to go that sort of Fargo route, but, uh, but I'm still so, I'm so proud of it. It's it's a fantastic film. I, I love that you said the thing because that's exactly what I thought about. It. And everyone here knows that it's my absolute favorite movie. <laughs> the only movie he ever talks about. The only movie yeah. I always talk about. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So so Miguel kind of touched on it, like the films mm-hmm. that influenced you. How about like in like a general sense? Like what are your what's your favorite era? Of, of horror you've got the you've got the you know the the 70s classics you've got the 80s yeah. like splatter you've got the yeah. 90s teen slasher you've got the you know the elevated horror how, 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 what do you think about that i think um i think my formative years just by nature of being an 80s kid and growing up in the vhs era it was absolutely 80s influence i think that's mm. where i got and was inspired by comedic sort of villains like freddie Mm-hmm. And bright, kind of colorful, but brutal kills, like in Friday the 13th, and ridiculous characters. But I've got such a soft spot because coming into my adolescence and growing up, you know, finally becoming a, an adult-ish, a young man, mm-hmm. to go to the theater and see, you know, you could see Titanic one week, sure, but another week you can go see, you know, a thriller like Arlington Road or The Edge, mm-hmm. and then Scream comes out and ev- eviscerates everything and everybody and changes your kind of high school experience. You know, um, uh, I know what you did last summer, like Scream, and I know what you did last summer. Basically, Kevin Williamson's effect on, on my teenhood was massive, and all of our all of our teenhoods, I think, to that degree, it sort of influences the way that you. You know, the way that you act, the buddies you want to hang with, you want to throw a movie night, you're more inclined to, you know, um, uh, to do that sort of thing. So I, mm-hmm. I think I think it's an amalgamation of, of both, mm-hmm. for sure. It's cool. Scream yeah, is always my, my go-to, like, to get people together. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Scream. It's, it's just a, it's a massive crowd pleaser. Um, yeah, it, tru- it truly is. Scary. It really, it's really funny. It, it, it's, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's proven the test of time. Um, yeah. Have you seen? Have you yeah. seen the new one? I, I've seen the new one. I know those filmmakers. I know Jasmine Savoy Radio Brown, Silence. who oh, yeah. is mm. is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think Radio Silence is really killer, and I'm I'm especially excited to see them push it in the second one. Like for them to go even bloodier, especially yeah. in New York City. Like being someone who grew up in and around New York City, mm-hmm. um, I'm really thrilled to see what they're going to do and how they're going to do it, and the fact that it's just like. It's extra, extra gorgeous. Yes, let's go for it. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know what it is. People love blood. Like people, especially with like <laughs> these two movies I just did on a spectrum, you know, Blood Relit is having the least amount of blood and Wounded Fawn being so bloody. Uh, it's just interesting to see like, oh, your audience is going to really respond. You know, I know Miguel doesn't love too, too scary bloody <laughs> stuff, but like people, people like that, right? I mean, like Chris, yeah. they... You know, they go. Oh, for, yeah. I don't know what it is, it's, but but that seems to be the note. It's like people are just like, well, yeah, I want to, yeah, more. Got to go there. Maybe more. it's just the spectacle of it all. It's like why Terrifier Two is exploding over here. You know. Oh, um, what did you think of that? I'm like, oh, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen either of them yet. But that's that's okay. the thing I'm kind of getting at is like you're just noticing. I think that movie kind of broke through. An independent film shot for two hundred fifty thousand dollars made over ten million at this point. 
because yeah. it's made such a splash to that degree. It's wild. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's uh yeah, it's 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 not for everyone. Um yeah, I, yeah. I am a big fan because of just like it's just like furious filmmaking. It's yeah. just like I'm just gonna, you know, this is what I wanna do. They mean uh, Leon is just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like no boundaries. It's 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 incredible. It, but it's it's really not for everyone. Uh, like Miguel would never yeah. watch this. Anyway, <laughs> you, mean, you mean you mean I can't even get tricked into watching it and then enjoy no, it? Like no, is it? You, yeah, got no, it. It's it's not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> we we need to talk about the wounded fawn, but I want to segue. Like I want to lead up to it. Love, lead mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. into it and mm-hmm. and that's definitely um talking about you and your love for horror and, and comedy yeah. um because yeah. wounded font is not that and that's <laughs> yeah. what surprised yeah. me the most um but yeah mm-hmm. so so but like you know um you know scare me uh werewolves within uh, your background with uh college humor everything is is comedy related so i mean yeah. like what what's the uh, what's the uh, Actually, we should have started with this. We start this with with everyone. What's your horror origin story? Like, what is? Oh, I, I yeah, mean, my yeah. my sister introduced me to. You know, they used to have Friday the Thirteenth and like really intense horror movies on. It was like the three o'clock movie, like on Sunday. The Sunday one o'clock movie was like Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, mm-hmm. or like I remember Freddy's Nightmares, like the the Freddy Krueger TV show, which was pretty scary was on at a time where certainly like six or seven year old me would be able to at least be in my sister's room with my sister and she'd like be showing it to me on her television so my sister was my gate my horror gateway my horror gatekeeper um is she older uh, or younger she's older she's nine years my senior um Mm -hmm. uh and she introduced me to Nightmare on Elm Street. I probably mm-hmm. watched Dream Master, uh, Dream Warriors first. Mm-hmm. That was probably a bit more like when I was finally able to watch it. That was probably the VHS that was, that was around. But Freddy was the way in because he was almost like a cartoon character. You know, there yeah. was something kind of like wickedly funny about him. Yeah. And so I, I, I would Over be a top. kid watching. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd, I'd still watch Looney Tunes and... Uh, an American tale and stuff like that. But then you'd also see a guy who could stretch his arms out like a cartoon or do these kind of cartoonish things <laughs> yet with, you know, a bloodbath ensuing, you know, and make kind of magic happen. Uh, and I guess, I guess that was kind of the origin. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. most, most horror lovers talk about, you know, discovering Raimi first or Jalo first. So for yeah. me, it was, it was Freddie and Raimi didn't come till much later, like eons sure. later when I yeah, was, yeah. you know, in my twenties, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, What movie actually, because you said that you were attracted to Freddie because he's kind of comical. Did he scare mm-hmm. you or was it just, you were, you were just fascinated by the fact that this villain is, the I mean, spectacle. Yeah. It was it was definitely the spectacle element. He didn't scare me. Jason scared me. Jason, right. I think Friday the 13th 3 especially scared me because he was so hulking. And there was also something about the tone of that movie. There was a storm. Uh, I mean, I feel like there was a storm in every movie. But, you know, the <laughs> thunder and lightning and wind and pitch black. And he's just this giant, unkillable thing. And, and there was no personality there. But Freddy, I would like... I want to say I drew, I would draw him 
And I would imagine having conversations with him, like, like you, you could talk to him, you know, which is probably really freaky now in retrospect. Think of a seven-year-old being like, hi, Freddie, what's your what favorite color? Red, bitch. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think because there was a, like, kind of a warmth there, like a wicked warmth, but a warmth. Sure. That's probably yeah, why. Yeah. There's, the, yeah, there's a lot of intimacy uh, between him and, and his victims. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was probably, I remember being viscerally affected by some of the kills, like when I think it was part, I think it was Dream Master when he wrapped the, uh, he he wrapped the, he made the motorcycle sort of Cronenbergian Lee become mm. part of that dude, you know, ripping through mm -hmm. his hands and wrapping around him and crashing and setting on fire and stuff like that. And those really, really gnarly kills those screaming mad George, I think, you know, who did the effects and stuff, that stuff really, really got me. But, um, and I'm sure I caught the thing on cable even back then when, you know, it was far less censored and was sort of jarred. Um, mm -hmm. But Freddie was, Freddie was the gateway. Is nice. there any kind of horror that you would not watch? I could mm -hmm. never watch. Uh, I don't want to say I could never watch Terrifier 2 because I, 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 weirdly, I think that's more digestible than like, the human centipede or oh. green or green inferno. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't think I could do like such, it, I don't know why, maybe Chris, you could, you can speak to this, but I, I feel like the clips I've seen of terrifier two just feel different. Like even weirdly kind of le less nihilistic than like, like hostile yes. and um, right. <clears throat> like, I think that's what, yeah. Hmm. I don't know what, the, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just like a, a, a something of the era. Or something. Well, I've totally I've said this so many times on 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 this podcast. Like that's the only genre I cannot take is torture porn. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan of Saw and Hostel and and you know I think Eli Roth is is an amazing director. Um, but it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. But Terrifier, okay, Terrifier one, the first one is 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 torture porn. It is definitely. Yeah, uh, so that that one's difficult. Um, I I I'm not a big fan of the first one. The second one, there's a lot more release because there's right. There are, there's a very defined character arc, and there's a redemption arc, and there's a yeah. There's there's a big um, it's 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 a there's a big final girl setup, which, which is uh, a, the release. The release is very good. Okay. Like um, it's it's not like. Everything like the what I really I can't stand about torture porn is just how depressing it is. It's just like yeah, there's just, yeah. just no hope so in hope. the world, you yeah. know. It's, it's yeah. So the the second movie I think corrects all the mistakes of the first one. It's a uh, but it still retains all its like bite, all its all yeah, its teeth. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing but, to see the Rotten Tomatoes score of the first one, which is green across the board, and then you look at the second one, and it's the same exact rating: eighty-six percent, eighty percent as Werewolves, which is basically it could be a family film, you know, <laughs> a film for teenagers, yeah. you know. And oh, then it's man. like, no, but the critics, not. they yeah. no, I, but but it's it's just funny. It's like it's rated, you know, similarly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Such a warmer, so much of a warmer reception from critics and audiences. Um, but I'm sure your point, yeah, that's it's because of of the point you're making. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it, there's there's a you know the the whole concept of the final girl. There's a you know you you feel you feel the release, you feel the redemption, you feel like ah, mm -hmm. oh, finally you know he's fighting back, and there's you know you feel a little good at the end. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's good. That's yeah. Rad. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay, I wanted to to talk about this. You know, a lot of people say that horror and comedy are so similar because you know they've got they've got the beats. You know, you you you, got, you set up, mm-hmm. you set up, mm-hmm. set up, set up, and then you got the payoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You seem to to really balance that really well. Uh, how? <laughs> like, how does, like, <laughs> I think this is the thing that you're you know you're seeing a lot of comedians really from John Krasinski who does Quiet Place which ha- which mm-hmm. really has no humor mm-hmm. to Jordan Peele who came from sketch comedy and Zach Kreger who's who's did Barbarian also came from sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he yeah. had a he had a comedy group way back when I started called the Whitest Kids You Know. They were a sketch group, <laughs> and um, and uh, uh, who's the other one? Oh, even Todd Phillips. The Joker isn't necessarily mm. a horror movie, but Todd mm. Phillips did Hangover movies. He comes from the comedy yeah. world, and here he comes out with the highest grossing DC movie, or maybe best rated DC movie of all time, and um, it's violent and all this all this stuff. So anyway, I, that's all to say, I think that comedians already are pushing boundaries already have an inherent timing in them yeah. especially with a comedic time and a, com- and a comedic rhythm um we all know there are certain things that we could do to make you laugh um rhythmically like that just comes in your it weirdly just kind of happen it's just kind of inherent it's in your bones you're born with it and so because we're master observationists, or, or at least we have to observe and we have to mimic and we have to hold the mirror up to social issues and such. Um, you take that into genre, you take that into comedy. Now you've got your inherent comedic rhythm and your joke telling skills, but you also have your, um, your skewering sensibility to be able to see all of the flaws and all of the, um, kind of idiosyncrasies of humanity and then you can you can skewer it you can rake it over the coals which is why you know on the flip side of this coming from from comedy people are like wow you just played a serial killer in this really bloody movie and like you know there it, it's it, it's a dream role because i get to skewer narcissistic shitty men mm-hmm. um who like to peacock and show off and and um uh lure women with stuff nice car, my house, my this, my that, because he's also compensating for what he doesn't have and what he, what he is really. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I get to, I get to play the spectrum of that. He's intimidated and terrorized as well as terrorizing and intimidated mm-hmm. as well as intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a dream role in that way. So I get to, you know, I get to make fun basically of that type of person who, you know, makes a big deal out of telling his date that he knows who some fancy chef is. Um, and yeah. you know, spouting fancy language and then gets his ass handed to him. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the dream scenario in, in the mm-hmm. concept of feminist. Dialogue. So anyway, I think that that's all to say, I think that's why comedy and horror works so well. And that's not even getting into the, the congruency of a jump scare being a surprise and a laugh being a surprise. You don't know when you're going to jump out of your seat. And you also don't know, like if that thing's going to suddenly surprise you with a laugh and your endorphins are going to sure. blow out of your ears because you're yeah. just, you know, loving it so much, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's well, like well, a thrill. Ah. Exactly. I was just gonna throw this question to to, to Aaron, being a, a comedian. Do you do you find that um, being a, a comedian? Do you find that as a, as a viewer for horror films? Do you find do you kind of take note of the beats that lead up to punchlines? You know, 
Like I mean, uh, there is a reason that I'm the fan, and I like it for the way it makes me feel, feel more you know? than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. yeah, and I talk about that a lot on the podcast. Like you guys look at it from a technical point of view. I look at it from a how does this make me feel kind of mm-hmm. point of view. So yeah, I mean, there's a reason I enjoy the thrill of bringing people with me to the movie house because I want to see their reaction and mm-hmm. react along with them. Mm. So it's kind of like. The same thing. You bring a friend to a comedy show because you want to laugh with them. You bring someone mm-hmm. to a horror mm-hmm. movie because you want to get scared with them. So I, I enjoy the, it's the thrill. It's the thrill yeah. of both that yeah. I really enjoy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. well mm-hmm. said. And I do so, want to work on horror one day because of that. Like I know it's you do so, well yeah. with that, Aaron. Yeah, you you, you would yeah. be perfect. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we kind of already kind of segued into a wounded fawn. Um, so yeah, a wounded fawn is now on Shutter. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, it's, it's Josh's latest film. Um, again, like I, I I use that whole like horror comedy as a segue because this is kind of what you're known for. But like watching this film. I was really taken aback. Like, this is not what I expected. Like, I, I thought there was going to be a lot of humor, you know? <laughs> I thought there was going to be, I, I thought, I thought, I thought there was going to be a lot of humor, a lot, but this is, this is a very, um, this is a very serious, very artfully done film. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, 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 a, it, it's dark as fuck. Um, but it's heavy. <laughs> and, there's and, dark and then there's heavy. Is it heavy? It, it, it is it, oh yeah, it's very heavy. It's it's very um it's a Greek tragedy. It, it's inspired by Greek tra- tragedies. Um mm. it's it's there are a lot of like symbolism that you take away from Greek mythology. Um uh mm-hmm. and, and and you know um there's the whole uh, you know storyline of furies and, and and you know you know um om- bad omens and then comeuppance and and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you brought up about you know um, there's the whole dynamic of of you know um, power between men and women oh, and how yeah. and it kind of switches and and yeah it was not what I expected at all and um, <laughs> so so by the way so so every year we come up with our own list of 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 uh, our favorite movies of the year and mm. this year has been so difficult because it's there's so many good films and I saw this today today and uh it it's 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 shot up so fast it's uh um uh, like it's easily in my top five of the year um it's it's so beautifully shot by the way like Mm -hmm. the the 16 mil it's shot miguel it's shot on film oh it's it's 16 millimeter you see the grain you see the cigarette burns you see everything it's so beautiful and like I don't know. It, it reminds me of, of, of like early, you know, uh, Dario Argento, like the lighting is like stark red and, you know, it's, it's so dramatic. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just, it, it, it was, I think that's why I took to it so much, maybe because it was not what I expected. And, um, it, it, it was, yeah, it, it really blew me away. Um, what was it like oh, for you. you, um, reading it and being like, yeah, this is not really my usual fare. 
I want I want this, you know? Oh, I, I mean, that's an awesome question. So this will, this will be interesting for Aaron and Miguel because um, I'll talk about it without giving away any spoilers. If you get your hands on that, that VPN, get that, yeah. that, that VPN scrub. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, reading it was so exciting because here comes this director who's known for bloody psychological horrors, mm-hmm. or I think Jacob's wife was... Um, it was more horror comedy skewing, but definitely, yeah. oh, it was, you know, it was horror, heavy yeah. on the blood, um, very heavy, uh, heavy on horror. Um, and he says, "Hey, I don't know if you're still interested in performing because you're a filmmaker. Would you want to do this?" And I read it, and it's, it's to me, it read like it, the dream role because again, mm. I get to play, I get to skewer this piece of shit. He's also basically, it's basically Patrick Bateman at the Evil Dead cabin. Mm. But the but the deadites are the Greek goddesses of vengeance. Damn. So so the Cenobites and Hellraiser yeah. in this instance are the Araneas, which which mm. which are you know which are goddesses. So that's the spectral entity, and the the protagonist becomes the antagonist, and the antagonist kind of become not really even becomes the protagonist, but definitely becomes the um, the victim. Um, and, uh, and that's, I think why they're, it's so it's shooting to people's top such and such list is because they're just, Oh, this is, it's shot in a way I haven't seen in a while. It's fresh. It's got, it's an, it's got entities I haven't seen in a while. Protagonist that becomes the antagonist and vice versa. There's so many different layers of it that kind of excite us as, as horror, horror goers. That's why I'm so excited about it because I think it's going to have a nice long life Mm -hmm. on top of the fact that it already says some wonderful Shit. I mean, it really mm. has some nice commentary about the dynamic, you know, of abuse between men and women and how women don't know what their situation they're going into when yeah. they're going to date a man or date someone that they don't know very well and they're putting themselves into this danger. Aaron's right. shaking her head. I mean, I know, so yeah. <laughs> um and it becomes sort of cathartic to that degree because of what happened. So anyway, that's why it was a dream role. I also knew that when Travis sent it to me, I also got this incredible visual deck. He he, he accompanied it with how he was going to handle the visuals of it all. And that's what really excited me because he, I saw that th- this would have an inherent practical effects laden, Raimi Jalo-esque yeah. approach. It wasn't going to be CGI heavy. It was going to be a lot mm-hmm. of in-camera you know, creatures yeah. and the costumes. And he, he said he didn't want to think of it as a horror film. Think of it as a fashion film. So the oh. wardrobe is very intricate. Mm. The blood is red-orange, kind of Fulci-esque, right? It's like all the yeah. details of a fashion film, which is why he hired essentially a an artist to be our wardrobe designer, this guy, Eric Bergen, who's just a total genius. You have to follow him on Instagram. Um So, yeah, I mean, reading it, but I was like, well, great. This is the challenge of a lifetime. People wouldn't... Te- often think of me to play the antagonist i'm you know five eight and um i do comedy uh and so that's why it was such a such an absolute dream um so so travis stevens right like uh mm-hmm. so uh, in um in the nba when we talk about rookies like we always say like you at some point they gotta take a leap mm-hmm. this film he took a leap and like yeah. this is like yeah from from uh, like Jacob's wife, big fan. Um, he did Girl on the third on the third floor, also mm-hmm. very good. But this is this is like this is different. This is like levels higher. This yeah. is like yeah, yeah. This was this was incredible. I it is yeah. it's it's yeah. I, I'm like I seriously blown away. Uh, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, yeah, completely. I to- I totally I totally agree. It's again, I think it's we're all craving something fresh. We're all, you know, kind of bummed out by the derivative and this this um this kind of eviscerates. So I'm I'm very curious. I want to I want a uh I want a a sequel where Miguel and Aaron however long it takes. <laughs> We've seen it. Yeah. We get we get their take because this it's a very different kind of um kind of thriller, you know. We're going to take you up on that, Josh. Yeah. Um we, we really might. want the recap and the 50 other podcasts. Will- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'll, the I'll make thing. the time to cameo on the return. You, you guys <laughs> can watch it and tell me what you think. Be like, well, uh, or even just record your reactions and then I'll send you no. my recording. Then you can put them together. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'll do a reaction video to your reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an inception of reaction video. <laughs> yeah. Bomb. Yeah. No, but I think what, what you said earlier was that you, you know, you, you didn't expect to get a role because you do comedy and, you know, you, I think that the most unassuming looking people are actually the scariest ones. So maybe... Is this from... Aaron, is this from... Gen- uh, yes, it's from... Yeah. Exp- yes. Yes, it's from experience. From your dating experience, yep. Yeah. The ones you don't think. Truly. You know? Truly. That, that, that's why it's like they, we have in, in uh, certainly in the States, the... It's not a meme, but it's like the the archetype of nice guy. Mm. Right. Oh yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice yeah. guy. That we we were yeah, we were cautious it. of even. <laughs> yeah, we we were cautious even on werewolves. Finn had a line where he says, "I'm just a nice guy," and Milana, our our star, called it out. Was like, "Just be careful to you." You know that that's like that's sort of you know has the opposite meaning. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> which is so fucking scary, just considering that the temperature of of today and just now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, poor yeah. poor boys are brought up, but anyway, there's a whole other issue. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'd be I'd be curious, um, you know, kind of your kind of your take. Yeah, I'll should. watch it. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, Chris, share the VPN. Another cut. All right, got it. I will. I will. Well, we should do like a in-person screening. Wow. If can. Oh, we should. And then record the whole reaction thing. Send it. How send far it away are you? Can you? Are you like yeah. close enough? That you can all hang. Yeah, yeah and now uh, we've sort of. Yeah. yeah, the city's kind of opened up also, so uh, yeah. it's it's Finally. easy for people to gather now. Yeah. Yeah. I sorry. I have a question. I really need to ask you. Um, yeah. So so scare me. Huge, I'm a huge fan of Scare Me. I'm a huge um, fan of Ayakash. Oh, 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 that's exactly where I'm going. Go so Scare it. Me is just like three performances um, for the whole movie. Um, it's incredible. But but your your dynamic with with Ayakash is, is is just incredible. Like uh, you guys are both scary and funny. Like and like you legitimately scare people and you legitimately mm. make people laugh um but like uh do you follow the boys i'm sure you do of course you do yeah 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 oh yeah yeah what is it like seeing her as this like nazi villain like like this you, 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 absolute I mean, worst of humanity kind of well character. we were very very lucky casting her and shooting that movie right before she got the role in oh. the boys because by the time mm. the movie came out the boys was dropping and becoming so so popular Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was getting all this tension that she hadn't even gotten after being run five seasons of a show um, on FX. You're the You're worst. The worst. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that show. Which was her. Yeah. I mean, that was her her vehicle, right? So yeah. now she's a household name because she's playing this 
you know, piece of shit. I mean, I wasn't surprised because I saw the spectrum of her talent on Scare mm. Me because she, I got to see if she played a jerk, she could play a, an old man, she could play <laughs> a vampire. She, you know, she she could go to the, have a tete a tete with my kind of like incel character. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was also, I was also leaning, going like, holy shit, like yes, she's. I'm not surprised. She is. Yeah so talented and and legitimately intimidating and she's five two five three yeah. and she's yeah. still scaring the little, I, yeah exactly. i loved the scene when the girls surrounded her and kicked the shit out of her i thought that was so fun <laughs> and i was like tearing up like i was so proud of her and then i was watching her like you know be the villain <laughs> and also watching her get the shit kicked out of her i was like <laughs> i was just so uh i'm so happy that she she's a part of that canon awesome um, one of the big things I really want to talk to you about is uh, mm -hmm. is is Shutter. Um, yeah, as a platform, yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's been incredible. Um, as a horror fan, um, again, like for people in 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 the Philippines, um, it, it's it's pretty hard to find well indie movies, or we we don't get a lot of that. Um, mm -hmm. And, and Shutter is really, um, you know, it, it's been a safe haven. Um, but mm. but you know we we just heard like there's a bunch of layoffs that are happening. Mm -hmm. um, oh. It's um is is there uh is there cause to worry? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I think there's cause to there's cause to be bummed only in the sense that a couple real pillars of the Shutter Institution have been let go because of I think big AMC's their their mm. parent companies kind of mismanagement mishandling of whatever the fuck they were mismanaging mm -hmm. and mishandling. And so the this independent operation that's critically acclaimed and that mm -hmm. is pumping blood into the horror community for some mm -hmm. reason, is which is simply an appendage of this larger financial yeah. um, institution, is, is unfortunately paying the price for it because it's um, it may be perceived as say less important, more of a pet project, whatever, whatever the politics mm -hmm. of it are. So the, the you know, we had to, we sent our condolences, so to speak, to Sean Redlitz, mm. who was their head of marketing, who's just an, an absolutely wonderful guy. I've known him since Scare Me. Um, always sending us all the marketing materials on time, high res, giving me, you know, pointing me in the direction of where I can get postcards printed so I can send out mailers to people and stuff. And Craig Angler, who is their 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 general manager of Shutter, they also let him go. But um uh who remains is, you know, still the core day-to-day -day folks that have been there. The curator, Sam Zimmerman, they're a head of acquisitions, um, Emily and Nick. Um, so Wonderful. that gives me hope. They are in the news. I mean, every week there are several Shutter movies on several top 10 lists. Um, Great. You oh, yeah. I mean, truly, you know, so I, I think it's only a matter of time, but they're, they're Inevitably, they're going to be fine. I think. I think fans would really have a shit show if they just like dissipated. It's not like a CISO yeah. or a vessel or a super deluxe. The Shutter is like a real institution with well north of a million, maybe even more than one yeah. million subscribers. Um, so I think they're going to be fine. It's. It's just. Uh, it's a total bummer, but um, uh, I've. I've got. I've got high hopes, and uh, um, I'm so thrilled to have. To work with them, to Ben work with them. I mean, this is my third Shutter film. You can exactly. see three Josh Rubin projects on Shutter. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I I know they'll be fine, but it's a it's a it's a bummer in the short term for sure. And if you're listening, like 
you haven't given Shutter a chance, like do that free trial even, you know, just go yep. on, try that free trial and and um, tell your buddies because the curation is out of control. It's easily for me the the my favorite streamer, like no yeah. question. Um, yeah. But uh, there's only one thing that I don't like about Shutter: no physical releases. I want yeah. Blu-ray yeah. copies not, well, not many. of everything. That's, yeah, not many. Not many. There, yeah. Not many. There are RLJ. Like we were very, very fortunate to get a physical release for Scare Me. I, I kind of still can't believe it. Um, but yeah, I mean. No word on a wounded fawn, and that's beautiful. On beautiful sixteen oh, mil, no word on. Um, I need blood relatives. <laughs> they'll all go. They'll all be on VOD. I think they yeah. they inevitably all go on demand. Like like my two films will go on demand within six months. Wounded fawn and blood relatives, which is which is cool. Um, but hey, you know, even if it's a decade down the line, if you know that oh, those absolutely. films aren't licensed, but. There will be a day, um, and it'll be, be on some wonderful media. Yeah, and there'll yeah. be, I, and 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 I know it'll it'll explode already. I can tell you right now, if you are if you are itching for some physical media, you should pre-order the the um uh the soundtrack, which is go which is a mm. vinyl that's going to be available through Waxwork. And our composer on Udun Fawn, his name is Val. David's his real name, but V A A A L three A's. Phenomenal Ooh. composer insane score you can get it even before seeing the movie because it's just like the stuff that he does with music mm. his ear is just out of control so imaginative so both beautiful harmonious and discordant really really killer work it's it's so worth checking out so yeah that's funny you you brought that up that's actually one of the questions i want to talk to you about as, as a director you've got a great ear because like i feel scare oh, me and werewolves you. within have like incredible sound design mm. Um, That's everything. Incredible to me. sound design. Oh, yeah. I'm so your thrilled one. you're calling that out. What's that? That's your number one thing. Sound design for your film. Sound design. Sound design is um, so crucial for horror yeah. and so crucial for comedy. Um, you'll if you if you crank either of my two films. Let's let's call out Werewolves. It's most recent. If you crank that up on your sound bar, you'll hear little floor creaks and yeah. little kind of very specific sounds that kind of serve as a punctuation for certain jokes. And oh. I, and I also, I brought certain floor creaks into just as one example into blood relatives too, where it's like when there's nothing else going on in the scene, but we need a joke. There's just a little bit further. You can push it with the sound of the room, with the sound <laughs> of someone's shout from the audience, with the sound of the ceiling fan coming to sure. a grind or the way that a seat squeaks. <laughs> It's like the easiest mm. uh, secret weapon um, and no one thinks about it. It just does something to your subconscious yeah. where you just kind of giggle. You don't, you don't overthink it. You just kind of go. And so it's everything. And for, for horror, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's all sound design. I, I saw something last night um, that's top secret, but the, there was no music and it was just the sound of tape on a window of something being torn off of a window in, in almost kind of a rhythm, but there's no mm -hmm. other sound. Mm -hmm. And so the, the almost visceral kind of vicious tear sound and no music. And you're just kind of in this quiet room with someone. You're just kind of waiting for, Oh my God, what is this going to, when is this going to culminate or what is yeah. this going to climax to? It's invaluable. I'm so glad you called that out. I mean, scare me is completely separately is a sound designer and a composer's movie. That's all we had. Yeah. We couldn't afford props, you know? So, mm -hmm. You could hear snow crunch and yeah, the floorboards yeah. and it's everything. Yeah. Incredible. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you for asking. Yeah.
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, oof, I still have a bunch of questions, but we're, we're way over time. Um, um, Aaron or Miguel, please feel free. No, I'm enjoying in. this whole horror nerd out between two big nerds <laughs> 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 we're roping you in we're trying we're trying to seduce you in here okay, Miguel, okay, okay. Get to I, I got i got a big um, question before before yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else yeah, yeah being from the philippines have you seen any asian horror that you like Ooh, uh, what did i see that I, um i want to say uh i'm gonna mispronounce it no norai the curse Noroi, yeah, so Noroi. good. Noroi yeah. is really intense. Found footage, um, yeah. And uh, the pool. Cool. I have, no, not I have not heard about it. But Noroi's the one with the one with, is it? No, Noroi is the one. The one with the alligator in the swimming pool. The the oh. Japanese. Oh yeah, Noroi is the Japanese. Yeah, yeah found right. footage film. Yeah, um, I remember now. Yeah. I need to do way better. Travis just presented Onibaba that I'm really dying to see. Although I think that might be a hornier film than a scarier film. <laughs> in black and white. Hey, what, um, what's the title? What? It's called Onibaba. O n i b a b a. Okay. Um, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, How about the classics? Like, have you seen the original uh, Ring? I haven't seen Ringu, which mm -hmm. is criminal. I know that one is a and, bit. And it's a bit criminal. <laughs> It's a bit criminal. Uh, oh, Shindo. Shindo did Onibaba. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh gosh, there was uh, The Host. The Host was oh, killer. The so one good. That was years ago, but I love so The good. Host. Yeah, it's good. Great yeah, good. creature so good. feature. Incredible. Um, I mean, what? tell me, what are the ones to re you recommend? Who are some other, like, are there ones in the Philippines especially? Are there local filmmakers that you love? Are there, what, what are the yeah, ones that, that are your luck. top few? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I think Japanese J horror is definitely like J horror is it for you? Yeah, is, it's that's definitely tier one. I feel. Yeah. Um, Korean horror is is I think getting to tier one. Um, but J horror but yeah, is like right there. That's the one. Yeah, like Ringu. Ringu. I think is, is like is, up, yeah. is one of the scariest films ever made. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of the remake of, uh, but, but it, it, it is, uh, it is <laughs> but a speck in the ocean compared to Ring. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Oh, maybe I'll wait till my wife's out of town so I don't totally traumatize <laughs> yeah. her. I, uh, um, so, so I, so how I experienced Ringu was, uh, there was a big, uh, we have a big festival here called Cinema Manila. Um, mm -hmm. um, in, in the Philippines, and then they just screen a whole bunch of stuff from all around Asia. Um, it's an Asian film fest. Um, and then for this one particular thing, it was, it was just nothing but horror. And then they were like, uh, yeah, if you guys are insane, watch Ringu one, two, three. Oh, in one go. Same, I remember. In one go. I remember this and, year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I, and, and then my friend was like, uh, Hey, dude, you're a big Stephen King fan. I heard this is fun. Just go. <laughs> oh my God. Six hours straight. Just like not fun. It, not it, fun. Oh, it was. No, fun. he loved it. It, it, <laughs> it, was, it was just like, oh, yeah. but like it was an intense. experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I couldn't even get through. We, I was invited to. Where I gotten tickets to Hellraiser on 35 mil, the original print, and Hellraiser 2. 
um, and back I had to, to leave back. after yeah. Hellraiser one, but, yeah. but it would have been back to back. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad I didn't. It's a very different experience. But Hellraiser two is so rich and fantastical. It's almost like eating too much cake. Mm. It's like, sure. ooh, that yeah. first one, yeah, the first few bites are good. And it's like, like, oh my god, I'm eating a whole chocolate, like multi-layered yeah, 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 chocolate yeah. frosted cake. Um, so I saved it for another screening. My, my buddy who I went to, we both snuck out for the second one. But it's reminding me of that. It's like, maybe if you can do them in pieces, then, yeah, then yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. willing to try. I'm going to, okay, that's on my list. You're going to have to send me a list. Miguel and Aaron, you're going to you're gonna need to see <laughs> these movies. And I'm going to need to get that reaction It's not fair to create off for you. We'll just go to Chris's house. Yeah, so you have to go to Chris's house. Send me, send me that picture. <laughs> put up on Insta. Well, um, we will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, you. it was such a such a pleasure to speak with all of you. I can't, you know, I could nerd out with you all day. We're gonna have to pick it up again. Yeah. It, was it was fun, awesome. Josh. It, this was this fun. This was uh, such an honor. Um, yeah. It was so much fun. I'm so glad I was awake at the time that you <laughs> sent that tweet out because I was just like, oh, I gotta email him. Immediately. I would have. I would have said it no matter what. I would have. <laughs> agreed. You should have. Awesome. You should have heard the chat group when he was. <laughs> get you <laughs> I was like messaging them at three in the morning. I was like, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> and and he, it was so close to sending. He was so close to sending a video. He doesn't do that, but so yeah. No. Well, hit hit me, please. Hit hit me anytime and uh, enjoy the films if you get to see him. And um, uh, it was it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank, Thank you, all. Josh. Get some, get day. some sleep. Don't have any more beer. Well, you can do okay. one more. <laughs> We're fine. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us on this episode. And for everybody listening, that was Josh Rubin, comedian, director, actor, and writer. So be sure to watch out for his movies. And of course, before we go, I'd like to remind everyone again to please join our Facebook group, Dead Air, a horror podcast to discuss anything horror related. And you can also follow our page of the same name, Dead Air, a horror podcast. And of course, follow our social media. We have a Instagram that you can follow and DM at Dead Air Pod. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a great day or night or evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. And um, yeah, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.